Spot, the place where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katsonga Woodward, and in this week's episode, Grace asks a question about saving for her children. Child trust fund, no child trust fund, can't get a child trust fund. Find out what she wants to know. Hi, Heather. My name's Grace. I'm looking into saving money for my little one so that it can be invested in the same way as government-backed child trust funds. My older one has a child trust fund, but I don't know how to go about opening something similar for my younger child. As I understand it, banks don't offer government-backed child trust funds anymore. Please help. Thank you. Hi, Grace. Thank you for this message. In podcast episode number two, I talked about how you can save and invest for children in today's world. All that information is still completely relevant, so please have a look at that post for ideas on the best saving strategy. A child trust fund is a long-term tax-free saving account for children. As you've pointed out, you can't apply for a new child trust fund because the scheme has been closed for a while. The alternative available for today's parents is the Junior Individual Savings Account, or simply Junior ISA as it's commonly called. What exactly is a junior ISA? A junior ISA, like its adult equivalent, is a tax-advantaged account that can be used for saving or for investing in the stock market. Once you place money in a junior ISA, it can't be withdrawn until your child is 18, and at that point, it's legally their money, it belongs to your child, so you wouldn't have any control at all over how that money is used. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is something you will need to consider when you're making a decision. I know a few people that don't want to use junior ISAs because they don't want their children having cash that they, as parents, can't fully control. Personally, I think that I would still be able to guide my children about the wise thing to do with the money, and if they didn't want my advice, that would still be useful information for me to know. My approach is that because you won't have full control over the money, you might want to limit how much you put into the junior ISA so that your child doesn't have too much money available at the age of 18. The junior cash ISA. So ISAs come in two variants. The first one is a savings account. Saving into a junior cash ISA is like saving into any bank account. It earns a very poor interest rate, as is the case nowadays, and is therefore not ideal and isn't that great an idea at a time when interest rates are so low. The second option for an ISA is a junior stocks and shares ISA. Now, this alternative option introduces a little bit more risk, but also more chance for return. The value of the stock market falls and rises, but when money is invested over a long period of time, it does tend to rise. For example, if you're investing for a 10-year period or more, you can have a reasonably good degree of confidence that your investment pot will produce a good return, certainly a better rate than current savings rates. In podcast episode number two, which I just previously referred to, you'll see that my strategy is to invest £4,000 per year from birth to the age of five and then stop once I've put £20,000 away into each child's ISA. Once I reach that level, I stop and I just watch the money rise and fall. My son's £20,000 investment now has a value of about £26,000 
and he isn't six years old yet. If the stock market enjoys a 10% return, on average, over the next 14 years, he'll have just over £100,000 in his stock account from that 20000 that I invested. That is the miracle of compounding, something Einstein called the sixth wonder of the world. And just for your knowledge, a 10% return is the average historical return for the US, US market. And because I usually invest in indices that are heavily balanced towards the US, like S&P 500 trackers, that is a good proxy for me. And even if the pot only grows at half that rate, that is at 5%, my son will still have 50K in 14 years. That's a princely pot of cash that could be used for university or a deposit on his first home. So how can you go about setting up a junior ISA? If you want to open a junior stocks and shares ISA, there are many brokers out there you can use. To start off with, I would suggest you look into Hargreaves Lansdowne. And if you look at the show notes for the related resource, you can just click through to their website and Fidelity. I give you the links that take you straight to their junior ISA pages. I have provided you with the links to those pages so that you don't struggle trying to find them. And those pages give you more information on what the junior ISA is and kind of how it works. Personally, we use Hargreaves Lansdowne for our children. The fee for using the platform is 0.45% per year. And this is different to the 0.35% at Fidelity. However, I find Hargreaves Lansdowne have a user-friendly app and have made setting up the direct debits so that investing for my kids every month, super easy. So I like them and I continue to use them. The key difference to me between Hargreaves and Fidelity, besides the platform fee, is that Fidelity also create investment products and may therefore have an incentive to push some of their own products due. However, Hargreaves Lansdowne aren't completely innocent in this respect. They earn more if you invest in actively managed funds, so they have an incentive to recommend actively managed funds to you. The best strategy is to know what you want to invest in. Obviously, when you're new, you can't know that. As a new investor, you might want to keep things simple and put the money in low-cost, diversified index funds. These are funds that are invested in many companies, so you won't be putting all your eggs in one basket. There are a few examples of funds that my children are invested in that I suggest. Uh, click through to the related resource to hyperlink straight to them, but just uh, so that you have a list of the names, there is Fundsmith, uh, there is Linsell Train Global Equity, there's Legal and General's Global Tech Index Fund, which has done brilliantly in the last year, and there's also Legal and General's International Index Trust, which has also done pretty well for my kids. I've given you a link to each fund page so that you can read more about what the funds are invested in and what the fees look like. And then you can make your own decision about whether they look attractive to you for investing your children's money in or your own or not. I hope this information helps you kickstart investing for your children. Junior ISAs don't have the government boost that the Child Trust Fund did but they're a very similar product and have much more flexibility attached to them because you can invest in a wide range of products. Even if you start off with a small amount, it will give you some confidence and you will begin to learn how the stock market works. Investing for our children is the path that got us investing for ourselves too. And it got me learning how things work, where I feel comfortable, what fees look like, the difference between active and passive, 
And that might be a path that you might follow yourself. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to ask me a personal finance question, please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to the exact page on my website where you can ask a question. There are three things I would love you to do. Why don't you have a look at my eBooks or courses? My property course is the top rated UK course on Udemy for people who want to begin to invest in property. My notes to debt freedom give you an A to Z guide on how you can go from debt to zero debt. And finally, my workbook B-School for money-wise, wealth-bound kids will be a fun book that you and your kid can go through together to start teaching them all the common sense things they need to know about money so that they never ever struggle with debt. The second thing I'd love you to do is to please rate me five star on Apple Podcast. And if I don't yet deserve your five star, please send me a message and let me know how I can earn your five star rating. And finally, if you're just loving what you're hearing and the value I'm putting out there, look into the show notes and buy your girl a coffee. Thank you. Have a great day. They said it wouldn't happen to me, yeah, yeah.